0: Oh, thank you for uh, reaching out. I just have to really applaud you for standing up to those three panellists on the clip on GB News. You were like, uh, you were a superhero. How you came well, to is beyond me. Trust
1: me, they come for me on Twitter. But you know, I kind of feel like it's hard enough for a lot of trans people and gay people. It's hard enough for the whole community, Like. Why should they always have to be fighting in that corner all the time, all the time? You know, you need allies, and you know, lot, there's lots My two favorite anti-racist lecturers are, are white people, and it's they're really effective. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. It's just it, it's just sad when like, like a, a news station like that, where the kind of neutral viewpoint is already so uh, right-wing and ingrained with um, homophobia and they don't realise it's there, do you know what I mean? They're unaware of the transphobia and the homophobia that they're... That they I are. think
1: they're aware. I think that they're aware.
0: Do you think so? I just do not to...
1: aware, I will make them aware.
0: <laughs> are they just trying to be provocative, do you think?
1: You know, I can't tell. I I sometimes think it's more of like they, they, they want to have balance, even though it isn't an opinion based station, it clearly is leaning towards the right, but I think it mm-hmm. might be an off-com thing where they have to have a balance of opinion because after a while, if everybody's right wing, on it just gets boring, right? So they always bring in somebody from the other side. I mean, any news really should be bringing in people from a multiple, you know, spectrum, political spectrum so that you can actually have these and mm-hmm. discussions. Otherwise, you know, I, I can talk with lefties all day. We, we can, of course, come to some solutions and differ on many things and the subtle differences, but essentially we are on the same side. We have to find a way And I hate to say it because people keep thinking like, oh, it's just their opinion. It's like bigotry is not an opinion. That's hateful. It's it's not for you to to agree or disagree with who I am. I am who I am, you know?
0: Exactly. And the the fact that this is kind of uh, um, uh, given out as uh, it should have equal weight because it's a viewpoint, Uh, you know, it it doesn't have equal weight because it's bigotry and that shouldn't have... Uh, the same way as a uh, reasonable argument. Yeah, it's like,
1: my, my opinion is you're less human than me. That's a
0: terrible place to start. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank God for you. <laughs> That's all oh, I can yeah. say.
1: Thank God for you, because uh, so just so our, our listeners and viewers will know. Um, So, yes, introduce yourself to our viewers. Let them know what you're doing. You, you do um, a project. Uh, actually, I'm going to leave it to you. You tell them what you do
0: yeah uh well i my name's nathan kylie i am uh from yorkshire i'm an actor singer and drag cabaret artist um over the years i've done a lot of teaching and uh acted in lots of different ways wearing dresses not wearing dresses being all sorts of characters um and uh growing up in yorkshire in the 80s uh under section 28 when um it was kind of illegal to talk about uh gay uh, people or promote gay icons etc. I grew up in a time when there was literally kind of no representation and uh, a feeling of being the only one and being different and uh, wrong and lesser and uh, there were no stories that I would uh, connect to really or no role models that I could find that were like me. So I... You know, I just uh, look back and think that uh, this was really unfair because I don't deserve that and no one deserves that. So I, I heard about um, drag queen story time sessions in America, um, uh, drag queens reading stories to children in schools and libraries, uh, stories that promote diversity, uh, teach us to celebrate our uniqueness, um, uh, be proud of who we are, be kind to each other. And I just thought I absolutely have to get involved with this um, because, you know, I feel it's a privilege to give uh, people the opportunity that I feel like I didn't have. Um, uh, Everyone deserves to have stories about them because the stories shape who we are, how we see ourselves, who we become, what we are allowed to be. The stories we tell are life and death really. So,
1: uh... I, also, I also think it's important to get, you know, kids, all kids watching, because I think hopefully it has an impact where a kid will see a drag queen and not have a fear of the other when they grow up. And, you know, because I think a lot of the hatred and a lot of the violence comes from the fear of the unknown and the demonization of people in the community, you know? So I think it's it's a nice way to train all kids just to show that they're just different people and we're just people.
0: Absolutely. And, and the thing is, you know, I... Uh, people from different groups that don't want to have um, gay relationships portrayed in any way to, to children or uh, trans lifestyle. I hate the word lifestyles, I don't know why I just use that, but trans uh, people uh, portrayed, you know, that ship has sailed. We, we exist, we are here, we have equal rights. People don't have the right to deny us um, a place in the world in uh, literature in magazines on television you know uh, Mm -hmm. they can believe what they want and uh, you know they're entitled to do that but they can't deny us from being a part of the world and the stories in the world I think when we are not present and these kids grow up and they get to 16 or 18 and they've never met a drag queen they've never met uh, a gay man uh, then it is weird and other and scary and different and something to uh, uh, be afraid of and suspicious of. You know, if, if you grow up with something, it's just part of the fabric of life. It's normal. It's, uh, you know, and there's nothing dangerous about it. Um, I think because drag as an art form is has been built into uh, the gay scene, uh, uh, those spaces were essentially the only spaces historically where uh, gay men and women could talk about relationships and their sex lives. So it is woven into the fabric of the style and the art of drag, but it's very sexualized. Um, that's out of historical necessity. Um, because that's the case in a gay venue, that doesn't mean that I have to make those kind of jokes and say those kind of that kind of material wherever I go in my whole life. Uh, of course, you know, it's a performance and a style and a choice, and um, you know, I've talked not, not all drag
1: is like you know, sexy and sultry, and you know, there's some of my friends that do drag. They they would say that they do clown drag. Some of them. Do you know what I mean? It's also a tra- it's a huge British tradition when you look at pantomime. I mean, it, they, they are there are there's separation, I guess, because there's sometimes there's not queerness represented in that. But I think that's where. You really hit the the problem that people have. People don't have a problem with uh, a male presenting as female. They have a problem when a queer male presents as female. Then somehow there's you know some nefarious you know suggestion, and I, I just don't. That doesn't wash with me. I've seen drag queen story hours, and they're they're so wholesome. And the books that you read at the there's the ones that I see in the America. They're they're just they're lovely books, you know. And yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean
0: just because I'm in, in the same outfit as when I do drag for adult audiences it doesn't mean anything about what I do is the same you know it's a Look, at, Spears. look, at,
1: look at Miley Cyrus now Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah I mean uh, this idea of th- th- it's sexualizing children is just ridiculous there's no mention of sex at all in any of the sessions. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you, I,
1: I'm so glad you, well I, I knew you would say that because to me it seems painfully obvious. So so for people who don't know about Drag Queen um, Story Hour, wh- what is your p- particular um, project called specifically?
0: So the organization I'm involved with uh, is Drag Queen Storytime UK, um, uh, run by a lovely gentleman called Tom Tom Canham. And, um, so I do a lot of my sessions through them, uh, and I quite enjoy being part of a bigger organisation. Uh, so that there is uh, a kind of a backup, if you like. Um, so that there's people to deal with any opposition to it who are experienced at doing that, who know to navigate that, who uh, are used to dealing with that. But um, I've slightly gone uh, veered off the question. But um, the sessions I do. Um, I've seen a few sessions that people do, and I can't speak for um, anyone else does, really, but um, it is literally just a storytime session that you would find in any library or school with any teacher. Um, the, I'm wearing a dress, but uh, the stories I choose are specifically stories that make uh, the children think about uh what it's like to be different, how that feels, uh, how we should uh, uh, treat people who are different to ourselves. It's about looking at ourselves and enjoying the things that are unique about us. Um, it's about uh, finding, for example, positive, uh, strong role models for women. So I don't read stories about uh, princesses rescued by a prince, etc. do you know what I mean? story about a princess that's going to go and rescue the prince and uh Do you
1: read The Paper Bag Princess? Have you ever no. read that one by Robert Munch? It's a great That was when I was a little girl. That's a great
0: book. And, and so it's just, it's it, uh, it's nothing radical. It's, uh, a lot of it is uh, unspecific. It's not really about gender identity or sexuality at all. It's just about Otherness and difference. So it might be about a red pencil who uh, oh. feels blue pencil on the inside. It's uh, it's just uh, about uh, uh, understanding that some people are different, and a lot of the kids that come there will have some form of difference, whether it's their skin colour, uh, their um, you know how many, what kind of parents and families they're from, and Religion. and you know it's about learning to you know celebrate that and enjoy mm-hmm. those. You know, uh you know. I grew up in a time where conforming was the trend, and if you don't fit in the right boxes, it's, it's difficult. And I think the world is changing, and and and, and thank God for that. But yeah. these these stories. I think, can...
1: one, of, one of the things I think, because you see so much of a right wing pushback, which makes me feel like maybe we're we're getting them. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because I I yeah. do believe in that, like. It's always darkest before the dawn, and I mean, at the end of the day, like one of my all-time idols, I love RuPaul, but you know, her message is always just love. That's mm. it, and that is what you such
0: About they're about kindness, fundamental mm-hmm.
1: acceptance and inclusion. I remember I, I saw one where it was, um, a, I think it was a spoon that didn't really feel, well, felt a little bit jealous of the fork because the fork got to go everywhere and the knife got to cut things and then then we the fork talked and then the fork talked about, well the spoon gets to scoop big things and jump it like, but they all had something that they envied of one another, but they realized, you know, they worked together as a set. It was just so, it was, so, it was such a touching analogy for kids. I just thought it was so, I thought it was lovely. I thought it was wonderful. And the
0: thing is, for for kids who, uh, you know, fit into the norm, uh, there's nothing dangerous about it. You know, it's this kind of myth that you can catch transness or queerness. Uh, you um, you <laughs> uh, but, you know, they learn maybe to be more accepting and understanding of difference, but it's for the kids that maybe are marginalized in more conventional settings that those sessions are really important for, you know, they can... I I have quite a lot of young kids who, maybe young boys like running around in princess dresses or there's someone on the trans spectrum and uh, their parents will bring them because they want them to be in a space where there are other people that are like them, where they can see, an adult who is happy and successful uh, and uh, having a good time, who is into girly things as well and they can see a future for themselves and not just that what they're doing has to be hidden in their bedroom away. Um, But things like this that um, they allow children to feel safe to explore themselves and. Um, you know, there's a fear that these sessions are making kids change their gender identity, etc., cetera, et cetera. And it, it's just ludicrous. I mean, the thing that's happening is that parents, families, society is more educated about gender identity. So more children are able to safely explore their true selves uh, instead of being told off um instead of uh, being forbidden to do the things that feel right like running around in a princess dress if you're a little boy um so we're not we're not forcing a, a gender or queer identity onto these um these young people we're creating safe spaces where they can explore themselves and nothing is imposed on anyone you know i don't, I would never say, tell a kid to do anything to do with uh, gender identity. It's about saying, hey, you want to run around with the princess dress on? Yeah, I do too. When I was four, I was doing that, and I still do. And, you know, I-, I was putting nail varnish on, and me and my twin sister would fight over who gets the pink fondant fancy Mr Kipling, and uh, we still do. <laughs>
1: uh, my, my baby was like that too. He had a little pink purse that he would go everywhere. He had a little Minnie Mouse broom and dust Said he'd cry if my mom didn't paint his nails. And I was just like, the roughest thing. I just wanted to get into fights at school. Like I was it's it's so funny because as a girl, they're just like, oh she's a tomboy and they just let it go. So it almost seems like there's this inherent sex sexism, right? It's okay for a girl to be a tomboy, but for yeah. a boy to, you know you know, be a quote-unquote sissy. It's not a word I would use, but you know what I mean? It, it somehow has a negative implication. And I think there's lots of men, like you see them on their stag do's, the first thing they want to do is get up in drags. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily define your sexuality. It truly is an art. Like, it's it's an art. Drag is an art.
0: Yeah, and, you know, well, as men, we should all be allowed to explore our femininity and traditionally feminine um characteristics uh you know empathy nurturing uh etc um it doesn't my, mean my...
1: i was gonna Go say on. what we have no problem with bully freddie mercury do you know what i mean elton john like what happened to us
0: um i don't know and it's interesting because you know if it was a woman wearing a suit and a bowl, of hat that would not be the same kind of reaction um it, you know, wear, wearing a dress just seems to deeply disturb people, uh, um, which is I don't know. It's it's it, it's really crazy. But you know, uh, it's taken me a long time as an individual and and uh, being a drag queen and being able to as an adult explore safely through performance my own femininity, and it's only through that that I, as the forty-one year old man. I'm now really comfortable with being feminine and girly. And that's because I grew up feeling such shame about it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and, you know, that's not fair. We've all got, we're all a mixture of masculinity. And yeah,
1: this, this, of, this binary of gender is just so constrictive. I mean, there's always that debate whether or not, you know, sex is binary, but um, gender is definitely not a binary. There's no, no way. No, I don't no. think sex is a binary either, so you know. But you, you know, know no. and, <laughs> yeah. longer discussion. But um, yeah. So, what would, have you ever had any parents complain, or have you ever had any people protest your particular story hour? What was the reception when you when you came?
0: I mean, I, I, I'm very lucky. Uh, the, generally, people approach me to do the sessions, schools, libraries, um, uh the sessions are fun, joyful, everyone has a great time. I've never had a bad experience from people that have actually been and seen it and watched it because they just can see that actually it's all very innocent and and fun and uh, joyous. So I know other performers aren't as so lucky, though. I know that there is uh, protests outside libraries. Um there are parents that take their children out of sessions at school, et cetera. There are kind of threats on Twitter. Um, so there is a lot of negativity surrounding it, which which is, it, it, you know, it, it's really sad. And the thing I find frustrating is that the kind of kids that come to these sessions have the kinds of parents that are bringing up liberal, open-minded, tolerant children. So, in some way, there's a frustration. Accepting
1: children, because I feel there's a difference between acceptance and tolerance. I don't think people are meant to be tolerated, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah, thank you for pulling me up on that.
1: No, it's just, it's it's funny, the language they program, I used to think, oh, that's what tolerance is positive, but then you realize, no, it's acceptance. You have to be able to accept that people are different, not just tolerate them as if they were a nuisance, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 but, uh, you know, those kids are already doing the right thing by coming to those sessions because they know that it's going to be cool for the kids. Um, I feel sad for the kids that are from backgrounds that maybe aren't as uh, liberal uh, because they're the ones that probably need a session like that more (laughs) if they are uh, having some kind of otherness. Um, So taking children out of those sessions I find it I feel is really harmful and they're missing an opportunity no matter what your, your family's religion or culture is, it doesn't mean that you might not have a gay, queer, trans child. And, uh, you know, it, I know it doesn't fit neatly into a lot of people's belief systems, but it doesn't change the fact that you might have one of these in your home and it's like, do you want them to have a, a miserable, Life where they feel they've got to hide and feel ashamed? Or do you want to give them the tools to be able to explore who they are and um, with the help of their parents, uh, become happy, well-adjusted adults, you know? Surely that's the responsibility of parents. Um, it sure is. And it, it kind of seems like people seem a bit, they're conflating ideology and identity. I don't see how identity is an ideology. Oh, sorry, you broke up then, uh, uh, Donna. Oh, sorry. I feel, like, I feel
1: like people conflate ideology and identity. They, they refer to this trans ideology, and it's like, that's a really poor conflation. And I, it's not like it's a way of thinking. We're trying it's like, no, it's who people are, and I think even that language has, has a suggestion that this is somehow a choice for people, you know, mm. and they, that they aren't actually who they are.
0: Well, I think that people still really believe that it is a choice and, you know, I feel like there's a hope if some parents don't expose their children to uh, stories about this, uh, you know, real people who uh, are this, then maybe, just maybe, they will be able to make sure their children don't become this. But, you know, that's, that's, that's sad because you're you know, you're not allowing people to explore their identity or you're, you're trapping them within an ideological framework, which maybe is really an antithesis to who they are. Um But it is complicated. I understand it's complicated if you have a strong faith system, you know, you know, I grew up Catholic, uh, you know, so that was difficult to wrap my head around, you know. Mm-hmm. Being a gay man, brought up in a Catholic environment, my
1: family's Jamaican, um, and my mom and brother are gay, so that was
0: wild. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know these aren't these aren't easy situations, and you know I think it's important to to you know have some understanding that it might, how it is difficult for some parents, you know, uh, and they might find it very challenging to their faith or culture, etc. But you know the world—the world isn't simple. You know who we are isn't simple. Identity is not simple. Unfortunately, we don't all fit in neat pre-planned little boxes, you but know. You give
1: us boxes. all kind of like a Sven diagram, weren't we? Of intersectionality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, it's just a shame that. Well, it's not a shame because I feel the world is changing, and Drag Queen Storytime is part of that. Um, conversation to make that change happen, and I think it's important just to do it uh, when the kids are really young, you know.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah it's, exactly, because it's, it's fear it's, of the unknown.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not indoctrination, it's not, um, what was the word that someone used on Facebook the other day, grooming. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just teaching people about the world as it is, which... uh
1: what do, you, what do you have to say to parents that say drag is not for children?
0: Well, I do, well, uh, drag as it would be on a Friday night in a gay bar in Soho is not for children. Of course it's not, you know, I wouldn't invite a child to come and see a show that I did on a Friday night in Soho for adults. Uh, but me as a performer in a dress, is not just an adult thing, uh, it's uh, it's fancy dress, it's make-believe, it's things children do all the time. If I was dressed as a pirate reading the stories, uh, no no one would, would care at all. Um, and you know, it, it's interesting because when you are in drag either as a drag queen or a drag king, uh, it gives you freedoms to explore the world in a different way because you're kind of stepped outside it. You're 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 crossing. You're on the edge of a boundary, and it allows people to look at things in a different way. Uh, it allows children to ask questions. Uh, you know, you know, they might wonder why there's a man wearing a dress, but it starts conversations, and you know, you might then it gets people thinking about well. Why do some men want to wear dresses? Why do some girls want to wear trousers? You know the, about the functionality of clothing, etc. You know, it's it's not a bad thing to ask questions and to challenge what we think about things. And I think bringing up children who are uh, curious, inquisitive, uh, wanting to explore is is a great is a great thing. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I it's one of the proudest things. In my life I've done drag queen story time, in terms of like making a difference to the world, um, I see that the sessions really make a difference to people. Um, I was touched,
1: I moved to tears watching Drag Queen Story Hour. I just thought it was so. It was, it was such a great experience for kids. It really
0: was. Yeah, and, and you know, for example, um, what's this book? You know. It took me a long time to read this because of the internalised homophobia I have myself. Like, I felt like uh, it's just like a Disney fairy story, Prince and Princess. But in this one, it's a prince and a knight. And there's nothing sexual or rude about it. It's the same narrative you would have for any Disney story. Um, But it's just a prince and a knight. And it's amazing how emotional it is to be able to stand up in front of people, families, families and uh, 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 Enjoy this story together because this is a story that was never told to me, mm-hmm. and especially with uh, you know like queer men and women in the audience, parents, adults, uncles, aunties. You know, people get so. Emo- parents? I have
1: a queer parent. That would have been a great book for me
0: because you know it's emotional to be included in these things when you have always been excluded um you know same with same with skin color um uh, culture you know
1: one one of the things that i said when i went to south africa and i remember my dad was really into the vet. you know during uh, the apartheid the end of the apartheid era everybody was you know uh, sanction, sanctioning and boycotting south africa and i remember that those moments and How Happy when that was way back in the 90s. And when I went back to South Africa to go there and see Nelson Mandela's face on the money, it made me cry. I was like, you know, it was just like, I got to see a man who was like in prison for, you know, for fighting for black liberation, actually get to that other side, not to say his legacy is without fault, but you know, it was just like a real story. You're like, yes, we can do it. We can, we can do it even if we take everything from you. And they really had. He was in prison for 27 years. And I, I think that's so amazing. Are, are you familiar with, uh, Ruth Paul has put out a book. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I bought it for my friend's daughter. It's oh, it's by um, the Little Peep series. Mm-hmm, have you seen
0: it? I haven't seen it. No, I'll, 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 uh, I'll well, check it
1: out. Well, I'll have to send you a copy.
0: That's, oh, that's yeah, going to yeah.
1: be my mission. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, I was what was I watching the other day? Oh, it was Dragons Den, and uh, there was an um, entrepreneur on there, um, and uh, they made Christmas decorations, but uh, the the Santas and angels had black skin, uh, and it was just like <laughs> it feels so mm-hmm. obvious. So yeah, you're like, why you don't
1: realize how so much representation matters until you see like a female cab driver, and you're like, wait, wait a minute, and it shocks you because you just realize. Well, I've never seen that, or like a female pilot. You know, when you see people in these positions, you're and you and you get it. At least for me, I was always inspired by female warriors. <laughs> Personally, like you know, those women in Wakanda and all that. Like and even like. Um, you know, cartoon warrior women and just like powerful, like in X-Men and all of that. I always love that. I always like those but
0: characters. she Wonder Woman. Oh, resonate me.
1: Princess of power. See, I'd rather be the queen of power, but that's another
0: story. Um, what was I going to say then? Uh, 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 oh, yeah, but it's like the football, the, the female, the girls' football now. Um, It's just so great that, you know... Oh, that was beautiful! And how
1: all the, the the bar was full of men cheering them on as well. I was like, "This is fantastic!" And it was a great game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah! And to see so many young girls there, uh, it just feel felt so positive about the future and the direction of change. And and Drag Queen Story Times are basically that. honestly mm-hmm. you know, it's basically doing what that football match did uh, for women. It's just. Uh, Giving them representation, allowing people this to imagine a future where awesome. they
1: exist
0: positively and happily, and uh, you know they're not having to hide themselves or or or, or change, you know. Um, and that's the responsibility we have. I think is to give a, a, a magic mirror to the future where they can see themselves reflected back. You know, I wish I you know had that I didn't have you know and it's taken me years of shame and to uh, unpacking that shame to finally be at a stage where as an adult I can be proud to say I'm I'm a gay man and I'm a drag queen and I'm really girly and I love all those things about me and I, I don't care who who knows that uh, you know it's taken a long time to be able to say that and that shouldn't be case at all you actually reminded me of something, and
1: that pride is so important. I remember my mom came out when I was about 11 years old, and my dad was very Christian, Jamaican on top of it. So that was a no-no. And, you know, mm. I always felt like a shame, like, what are people going to say about me? My mom is gay, and da 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 And then I remember I was at my, my dad's music we around a f- music festival, and I was playing with some kids. And uh these boys started teaching, uh, started teaching this girl who's the daughter of one of my mom friends who's also gay. And that she's like, he was like, damn, but her mom's a lesbian. And she was just like, yes, she is. My mom's a lesbian. So what? And she just shouted it and she was eight. And I was so embarrassed because I'm 11. And this little eight-year-old girl was telling these kids off standing up for her mother. And I was like, from then I was like, no. I'm not gonna create like, shame. I'm just I'm so happy that my I'm just I'm so thrilled that my mom is happy.
0: Good. And that's what that's that's how it should be. And but but also I feel like um uh we can all have lovely, caring families. I had a you know, I had a lovely childhood. Um I was brought up to uh, be ambitious and uh, to uh, love myself and love my family and be respectful and all, all the rest of it, but it didn't mean that there was a sense of difference and kind of a black sheepness because of being queer. So it's important that we provide opportunities for people to have a sense of belonging, because that is so important. Even though I am part of my family, you know, I, need, I needed it as a child and growing up to belong to a community of people that were like me in that way as well um definitely and that's 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 so important you know knowing that other people have lesbian parents suddenly you're not the only one you know uh or wh- whatever the the otherness is you know Dragging storytime story time in a way offers a, a community for people as well you know which you know is important you know i love the i love the fact that there's uh a gay scene and gay bars and gay spaces, and there should always be those because, you know, sometimes we just need to be around people that are the same same as us. My, as much as we
1: favorite, um, Well, one of my favorite places to go is the Admiral Duncan. And oh, I had to go there after I one of those crazy broadcasts where I was just like, like the whole time. And I was just like, you know what? I'm so glad I'm here right now. And then I look up and there's this big chandelier was like in memory and I didn't realize that particularly was bombed like we we really have to remember the history and and what people have gone through and I don't think enough people I think people automatically go to Stonewall but I I really don't think enough people know about Stonewall I think it needs to be in the regular curriculum yeah
0: yeah and I think there's a a vague feeling in this country that kind of gay uh, you know it's kind of equal rights and everyone's accepted and safe but you know it really isn't the case uh, um you know violence against uh queer and trans people is massively
1: um
0: i can't think what the figures are off the top of my head um i i, something... I, edit. I think that was it too... there's the figures right here and i'll put a little just edit it yes do worry you know, it, it, you know, people aren't safe. People do get abuse in, in the street. People do get heckled. Uh, they get beaten up. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't live in a world that is is safe. And that is another reason why Drag Queen Storytime is important because going to these sessions hopefully means these kids when they're older won't be the ones that are, are, are beating up. Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, you know and everyone's got a responsibility to do that. Um yeah. Yeah. I Fantastic.
1: Well, I am so glad that you're doing this. I, I congratulate you and and, and I, I, I probably should come. It looks weird. I'll if I'll bring a kid, but I'll find i actually have some friends with kids and I know their mom would love to go to something like that. So definitely put the word up. But for our viewers, let them know where they can where they can enjoy um, Drag Storytime UK.
0: Um, so, if you go to the Facebook page of Drag Queen Storytime UK or the website, um, I think the list shows, etc. Um, I am on all the good social media platforms, Topsy Redfern. I post where I'm, I'm, I'm doing sessions. Um, I'm in a theatre show at the moment, so I'm not doing as much as, as I would normally. Um, but uh, it's an ongoing thing, so you'll be able to catch me. You can doing-
1: follow me on Instagram at
0: at Top C T O P S I E Redfern R-E-D-F-E-R-N. Um, oh,
1: fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And I'm sure I don't know if you ever get requests to discuss these sorts of things, but I'm just glad that you you opened up and you really told people what this is about because what you're doing is important. And I hope that this can open other people's minds and hopefully bring kids down as well.
0: Oh, I really hope so. And yeah, again, well done. You know, I'll be, I'll be um, you on GB News defending, uh, defending <laughs> uh, all the things that need defending. So uh, refugees, uh, the warrior a, yeah, he goes
1: on and on and on on that channel. I don't know what they're trying to do to me.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't even know who they hired me. I'm like, do you know who I am?
0: <laughs> but anyway,
1: I'll fight for them and why not?
0: <laughs> um, and uh, you're doing a show in Edinburgh, aren't you?
1: Yes, I'm doing a show. It's called Don't Start Beyond on Jesus. Woohoo! <laughs> it's 9:15 City Cafe um, every day and every Friday night at 11:55 p.m. on Bob's on the bus. I'm doing the uh, Drag Drivers Quiz Party,
0: so come along for that. Oh, if I'm in Edinburgh, I will definitely uh, come and check it out and uh, oh, do. Uh, give you a in London. Definitely
1: 100%. Thank you so much, Topsy. Love my pleasure, darling. Take care, <laughs> <of. Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs>